Hey everyone, it's Megan Strand with Engage for Good. I just wanted to remind you that the submission period for the Halo Awards is now open. So if you were involved in a top social impact campaign in 2017, we want to know about it. Please visit www.engageforgood.com forward slash Halo hyphen awards for the submission packet and more details. Welcome back to Car Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters. I want to welcome you to another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. On the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, hey. Megan, what would the show be like without you? Oh, it'd be really boring. Really, really boring, you know? And that's why, just in case this ever happens, we actually brought (laughs) a beer company aboard to talk about a program that would be really interesting, something that I could turn to in hard times, Megan, right? I hope you never have to. Never, never, never. On the line with us today, Megan, is Donica Hawes Saunders. She is Manager of Alcohol Policy and Government Affairs at Heineken USA. And Megan, she's going to tell us about this great new campaign they're doing with e-bike called Drink or Drive. And it's designed to change consumer behavior and promote something really important, responsible decision-making over the holidays. Welcome to the show, Donica. Thank you. Thanks for being on today. We really appreciate it because we know this is a big holiday time of year. It is. Yes, absolutely. It's a, I agree, a very big time for us as a company and also um, the alcohol industry as a whole. Start us off by telling us how did this, how did this partnership come about with you and Evite, Heineken and Evite, I should say. Yeah. So um, first I'll say a little bit about the program. And so from November 3rd um, to January Third, uh, we are using the eBite digital invitation platform to encourage consumers age 21 plus to decide early at the point of their RSVP whether or not they will be drinking or driving at their holiday event and celebrations. And consumers who make either choice are rewarded with an Uber discount. And so we just want everyone to plan ahead so that they can enjoy the holiday season more safely and responsibly. And was this your effort that you came up with or did you approach Evite? Did they approach you? How did it all come come about? It had to be Donica's idea. I'm sure it was because it's such a good one. What do you think? It must have been Donica, right? Donica was like, look, we just need to do this over the holidays, right, Donica? <laughs> uh, well, great question. So we at Heineken USA work very closely with our counterparts at our global company, Heineken NV. And something that the company as a whole has been looking at um, over the course of the past couple of years is responsible consumption and how to encourage responsible behavior. And so we've done a number of research projects. And what we've come away with is um, in the U.S., you think about the expression, don't drink and drive. And yep. the and in that phrase is a connector that innately implies that the two activities go together. So by replacing the word and with or, we're asking consumers to make 
a choice to drink or drive. And so once we knew that we wanted to focus on folks' behavior, we started focusing on where do people go when they're starting their celebrations? And it's usually Mm -hmm. at the point of invitation. So we reached out to a number of invitation platforms and Evite um, ended up just being a great partner from the very beginning. That's fantastic. And I love that. I love that very subtle, but very powerful differentiation. And I have no idea, like when you say it, I was like, oh, but like you always, like you've just always heard drink and drive and you're right. You're basically putting it in people's minds, like drink and drive go together, yeah. but really it shouldn't be. So I, I love that. Yeah. I think that's really, Plus, really fascinating. I think what's good about it too, is that you really get people thinking about, and I love the Evite obviously program pot in this is that, you know, it's when people are making that invitation, it's like, Hey, look, all we're asking you to do is to decide right now, are you going to drink or are you going to drive? Absolutely. And actually, um, that focus on that connector word came from um, linguists from around the country in the U.S. So, um, you know, we won't take full credit for it. It was definitely a collaborative effort with a number of different experts in a number of different fields that really focused on the language um, and its impact on human behavior. I think it's so interesting that you... I mean, it makes so much sense that you're talking about um, responsible drinking as an alcohol company, for sure. Um, Talk a little bit about the behavior change piece, because we see campaigns all the time that are promoting, you know, a better world and all of these things. But behavior change is tricky. So talk a little bit about how you approach behavior change, if you would. Yeah, so a very good question. Uh, We approach it through research. And so we did a number of studies on why drinkers, um, or people drink and drive. And what we found um, was that 77% of the respondents to our research think that it's acceptable to drink and drive. Um, And then 40... That's horrible. Even now, you would think that that would be... That's crazy. Well, it's probably... But is it probably like, I can have a beer and drive? Like, what define drink and drive? Yes, exactly. And that's another really good point. What does that really mean? Because everybody's tolerance is different. Um, Responsibility means different things to different people. So that's very uh, important differentiation. Um, But the the point that we really want to focus on is that 49% of the respondents um, said that they just get caught up in having fun and they find it hard to plan ahead. So with this campaign, we really wanted to focus on that 49% and um, we wanted to get consumers thinking about planning ahead. So when guests receive their Evite invitations and they have the option to select whether to drink or drive. With Evite too, I mean, they have a pretty robust mobile platform too, don't they, Megan? So, I mean, people would be Mm -hmm. able to do it on their phones or they'd be able to do it on their laptops. So, you know, you could technically do it on the go too. You just would need to do it in advance. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes, it's mobile or exactly. I'm curious to know what the response has been like when I would imagine that's a little bit startling to people like, oh, oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, like it's this is so far ahead. Like, what's the consumer response been? Have you heard from from Evite or just from your own customers? Yeah. So it's been a positive consumer response. Uh, We've gotten nearly 100 consumers who have engaged in the platform um, and have made the choice to either drink or drive at events and celebrations. And so uh, we're looking forward to seeing how many more consumers engage um, up until the end of the campaign. This is all part of Heineken's effort around brewing a better world. Um, What is that program all about, uh, Donica, and where does this fit into it? Sure. So Brewing a Better World um, launched in 2010 And it is Heineken's long-term approach for creating shared 
sustainable value. And so there are six focus areas, and they include protecting water resources, reducing CO2 emissions, sourcing sustainably, growing with communities, and then most relevant to this campaign, advocating responsible consumption and promoting health and safety. So as it relates to those pillars that you just presented, um, is, is this something that you do? I, I would imagine this is, this is, these are efforts that you have year round. Is this research that you're basing this particular campaign on new? And that's why you came up with the campaign? Is this research you guys have always had in your back pocket? Um, so this is research that's been developed over the past couple of years. And we're now at the point, uh, both globally and then nationally here at Heineken USA, where, where we are able to activate on that research. And so, of course, it's going to look very different here in the U.S. than it might look in some of some other countries and some other opcos. Um, so that's where we are. We've been researching this for a while. We're still doing research because, to your point, behavior change is something um, that can be difficult. Um, but we're now at the point in the U.S. where we feel like uh, we can start to really activate on um, drinking or driving. Um, And so this campaign is actually our very first activation here in the U.S. on this. Mm. I was just going to ask that if you are rolling up other campaigns or if this is the first. So um, is this kind of like an experimental campaign to see where this heads and what the response is and, you know, how that planning in advance factor can actually change consumer behavior? Exactly. Yep. You know, it's interesting because I think like... There is a bit, I think, you know, and I'd be curious, too, if your research has has revealed this, is do your consumers appreciate your efforts in this area? Or is there some sense that maybe a little bit of whitewashing because it's like, well, you know, they're selling beer to people. So, you know, it's good that they're doing something, but how much are they really solving the problem? Have you got research from your consumers that says that they're happy with this program? Yeah, so that's a very good question. Um, by promoting responsibility messaging, it's a part of our sustainable, sustainable business strategy. Uh, we want our customers and our consumers to enjoy our product moderately and um, responsibly because we want our business to be able to continue the way it has. And irresponsible behavior is damaging not only to the consumer, but also to our brands and um, to our company overall. And then how much do you pull in or lean on nonprofit organizations? I mean, the first one that obviously comes to mind is Mothers Against Drunk Driving, um, which now that I say it out loud, like, why are they the only organization focused on this? Like, that's insane. But um, do you do you pull in partners from time to time or lean on them in terms of their knowledge about behavior change or other issues? We absolutely have um, nonprofit partners who work um, in the responsibility space generally, uh, whether it's focused on moderation. Um, in particular, there's some really good organizations that focus on preventing underage drinking. Um, and actually, I will highlight one of the programs that we that we have. It's called the Health Alliance on Alcohol, and it's a national public initiative. And it was developed in partnership with not only Heineken USA, but we've worked closely with New York Presbyterian Healthcare System in New York as well as White Plains Hospital in New York. And um, it's been an initiative since 2005, and it provides parents, mentors, and community leaders impactful tools on how to engage teens in honest, fact-based conversations on underage alcohol use and its effects. Ooh, Joe and I both have teenagers. We need to check those resources out. (laughs) You know, and it truly, it blows me away how many teens really drink, too. I mean, it's real... You know, it's a real issue over there and, you know, and 
yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that, that type of discussion is really important, but I'm glad too, that you're getting the type of support from your consumers on something like this, that they see this as something that's valuable, you know, and you, and it sounds like you guys have done a really good job tracking this. Is Heineken unique, uh, Donica, in its research in this area, or is this something that you would expect of an alcohol company? <laughs> um, <laughs> good question. Of course, I think Heineken USA is unique. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) And um, also, we've been a leader in this space um, since our inception here in the US. We were the first, the first beer company, excuse me, um, to put please consume responsibly on our bottles. And so we have a long history of being aware and being committed to responsibility. Didn't you have a campaign too, where you were, it was kind of like an experimental thing where you were serving Heineken with a glass of water? Um, essentially with it? Was that Heineken? Yes. Yes, it was. And that's an activation that we did. um, I'm trying to remember which festival it was. um, Mm. That's right. That's right. But yes, um, it was. Yeah. So again, we have lots of different activations, uh, lots of Mm -hmm. creative campaigns throughout the year um, to try to really highlight how important responsibility is to us as a company. Does that, does the responsibility issue differ in the US versus like Europe? Like, do they have as big of a drinking and driving problem as we do? Yes. Okay. I just wasn't sure if that was unique to us. You know, I know, I know that, you know, definitely there are instances. I just didn't know if we were leading the pack on yeah. this unfortunate and issue. And the, the Irish didn't start drinking when they got to the United States. They were doing it in Europe. I know that, but you know, I was just thinking maybe they don't get in their cars as often as we do after they Tonica, Is there any way that you could just send a car, just sit outside Megan's house? Because I know with the holidays, <laughs> she's always throwing back a few. And you know, I mean, yeah, right. she prefers Ripple. So I mean, anything with a screw top on it, she is just on it. <laughs> You know, so I, I, I was just wondering if you had some connections at Uber or Lyft that we could have. Uber, just have an Uber yeah, outside. We could just have so I could use that, but not around. for that reason. <laughs> I mean, the holidays are tough on all of us. I don't think that's going to happen, Joe, mm-hmm. but thanks for the suggestion. All right, all right. Um, so this campaign has been going on about a month, right? Not quite, but almost as at the time of this recording. So what sorts of things have you learned? I mean, it, it strikes me that Heineken does a really good job kind of rolling out different social impact campaigns. And they, like like we were just talking about, they seem like, oh, we're going to try this and we're going to try this. We're going to try this and see what sticks. Um, I don't know if that's actually what's happening, but that's my perception of it. So what have you learned so far in the past month from this campaign? Um, we've learned that consumers really care about responsible consumption just as much as we do as a company. And so it's been fantastic to be able to engage with our consumers, um, particularly on this issue, um, as we both kind of strive for the same goal. And why do you say that? What makes you say that? Like, why, why do you know that consumers care about, about the responsibility piece? Because they engage whenever we do activations, not only this campaign, but you mentioned um, the campaign that we had at the festival where they drink water. When we run our responsibility ads on TV, we get a really good response. Um, I should also mention that 10% of all of our Heineken brand marketing here in the U.S. is dedicated to responsibility messaging. And so that in itself tells you um, how, how well it works with our consumers and so much so that we're willing to put the investment behind it. Hey, you, you know, Donica, one of the things I was thinking about was employees. Do they, sp- do they play a, a special role in this program or any of the things that you do as part of a Brewing a Better World? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, just like we have external activations, we have internal activations as well. And we do have really great employee engagement. 
Is there anything specifically around this campaign that they're doing? Or are you just inviting them to use the Evite platform like everyone else? Um, So we have uh, a number of events in our office, particularly. So we're headquartered in White Plains, New York. Mm -hmm. And so we do events uh, with community leaders and community organizations. And we really highlight um, all of our responsibility initiatives. And we focus on safe rides and we educate um, policymakers in that area on uh, what it is we're doing and why this is important. Um, and it's something that employees attend when they're there. And what, what it's something that employees attend in White Plains. So um, that's just one example of the type of activations mm-hmm. that we do internally that has fantastic employee engagement. So I would think with you, Donica, you're all set for the holiday season, right? You've probably done all the RSVPs, right? And you're like... She's going to so many parties yeah, she's and she's going to so be the designated many, driver yeah, in all of them. She's going to be the designated driver and stuff like that. So, I mean, it says it all in the title, Manager of Alcohol Policy. So if you go to a party, you can be like, hey, Donica is going to be taking care of this. She's the manager of alcohol <laughs> policy. Yeah, designated drivers are also an important factor um, and both Uber and Lyft and also other rideshare companies. I mean, those are the two uh, big ones here in the U.S. But as you may know, there, there's various rideshare companies popping up all over the country. And so they've been a fantastic partner in, in really trying to address this challenge that we have here. We were talking about this a little bit before the show, but I don't think we mentioned it here. So is Uber an official partner of this program or are you just using that service as a reward for consumers if they take a pledge to not drink or drive? We are just using that service as a reward um, to take the pledge. And I should uh, emphasize the fact that you get rewarded on either uh, choice, whether or not you choose to to drink um, or drive, because our intention is to reward you for making a choice and reward you for thinking about um, what you're going to do, regardless of what that ultimate decision is. If I'm planning an event, if I send out an evite, is this something that I have an option to include in my in my invitation to people? Or is it a mandatory thing that just gets included in everyone's evites? It's automatic. It is. Okay. So it's like on every single evite, you have the option to drink or drive. And then is it a required choice? Or is it just like, hey, would you like to drink or drive? And it's an optional thing for them to choose. It's optional. Got it. Okay. So it's on everything, but you don't have to, you don't have to make a choice. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to make a choice, but um, we hope that you do. And uh, we we reward you if you do. (laughs) What happens? What's the reward if you actually, if you say you're, you're going to drive, for example, is it, is it both Uber? Is the reward the same for both choices? Mm -hmm. And then you get a, an Uber code uh, for the next time that you take an Uber. That's good. That's good. You know what you should no, do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start an evite. I'm going to invite you just so you can get an Uber code. <laughs> so it's a long s- drive from Boston to Portland. I know. That's a long drive home too. You know what you should do? And, you know, one of the things you should know, Donica, is I'm kind of known for my brilliant ideas on this show. When people oh, here talk. we go. And so what about if you actually had a rickshaw program? Okay. <laughs> so that when people get, when they drink too much, if you drink too much, you actually have to pull home the designated driver. Oh my god! What gosh. do you think about that? I mean, it, I mean, it, it's just, I mean, <laughs> hey, I don't follow through on a lot of these ideas, Donica, but if you want to run with this idea and do something <laughs> literally in major markets, I mean, it's, it's something you could probably do. You think so? You think that would be successful, huh? That's right, because you know how it is with, with when people have too much to drink. They're like, "Yeah, I'll do that. You know, I'll, I'll do whatever. I'll pull, yeah. the rickshaw. I'll pull a rickshaw." And then you know, then you get you know. I, I mean, I could probably get a ride home from Portland to Boston from Megan just her pulling my rickshaw, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But 
you know, this is, I mean, this is a great idea. I want you to take advantage of this. I just want you to see if you can He's launch so generous. it in, a, in a, you know, one of the markets. I'll, how about this? I'll look into it. How's that? Oh, yeah. You know, everyone always says that. <laughs> they were like, you know, Joe, we'll look into that. And Pretty you know much what? the stock let's, answer. Let's get back. We'll get back to you. Well, Donica, this has been so, so fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing about the Drink or Drive program. If people want to learn more about this online, how might they do that? Um, so you have two options. You can either go to our website heinekenusa.com and we'll have some information on that platform or you can go to twitter at heinekenusacorp and um, find out more information there excellent and we'll include that in the show notes joe what about you where can people find you online uh people can find me on twitter too at joe waters definitely check out selfishgiving.com sign up for my newsletter in december i'm doing my 31 days of cause marketing so you have to check that out and uh, people can find me on pinterest with all my holiday pinterest boards megan at pinterest.com front slash joe waters what about you megan where can people find you I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for Engage for Good at Engage for Good, which is also where you can find show notes for today's episode, engageforgood.com, as well as selfishgiving.com. And while you're online, please remember to subscribe to Cause Talk Radio and iTunes so that you do not miss an episode. And on behalf of Donica and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. 